Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today we're going to be talking about the 2021 NFL Draft. Now, I know that we are two weeks removed from the draft, but, and, I, and, and I'm late, yes, I know, but it's been a pretty busy um, beginning to, this, to the year. I've been in school, I'm in college right now. Um, and school just, the school year just, just ended for me. So I'm a little late on this topic, but, you know, better late than never. So we're going to be doing a little NFL draft recap today, um, focusing on what, what teams did really well and what teams didn't do so well. So let's start off with the teams that had a really, really good draft. And I have some teams here, up here. I have one, two, three, four, five, five teams that I thought did extremely, extremely well in the draft this year, starting off with the Miami Dolphins. Now, I think the Miami Dolphins potentially had the best draft out of anyone in the NFL. Um, They got so much talent at the top of the draft, um, and they got a ton of value. Um, So let's start off. Like Their first pick was the sixth pick. Um, and, and with that selection, they took Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. I'm a big fan of Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle was my wide receiver too this year. And I think Jalen Waddle actually had a argument to be a wide receiver one ahead of Jamar Chase. I think it's super close. I think Jamar Chase is more of a prototypical X receiver in the NFL, and he'll be able to win that way, and I'm confident he'll be able to, to succeed and play at a high level as an ex-receiver. Um, I don't necessarily see that uh, for Jalen Waddle. I think he can play outside a little bit. I don't know if he can be there full-time, but his explosiveness, his route running, the way he, the way he fires off the line of scrimmage, it's incredible. He's so good with the ball, ball in his hands. He's just a playmaker. Um, he's like a, a more juiced up, a more nuanced Kadarius Tony. I really like Kadarius Tony, but Jello Waddle was just a lot better than him in basically every facet of the game. He's just more nuanced, more explosive. Jello Waddle is a freak. You don't see guys like him come around very often. I love this pick, and I think he was honestly the best fit, uh, for the Miami Dolphins out of all the receivers in this class, or out of the big three. Um, and by big three, I mean him, Devontae Smith, and Jamar Chase. I think he was the best fit. They really needed the slot receiver or someone who can, who can get open quickly, um, who can, you know, run short routes, someone who can generate yak with the ball in their hands. And he's that guy. And I think he'll fit really, really well next to Devontae Parker and Will Fuller. Those guys will be on the outside. Water can slide in, play in the slot. And I think he can be very effective day one. Now, with the, their second pick, they had two first-round picks. They also uh, had the 18th pick. And with that selection, they took Jalen Phillips, at the edge rusher out of Miami. Now, I absolutely love Jalen Phillips. I am a massive fan. Um, I think he is, without a doubt, a top-10 talent in this year's class. Honestly, if there were no health um, concerns, I think he would be a top-five player in this class. I honestly believe that. I think he is a Chase Young uh, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Like, I think he's on their level in terms um, of a prospect. And he's so athletic. He's got bend. Um, he can win in a variety of ways. He's super smart. He can stop the run, set the edge. He can do everything you need him to do. Um, but like I said, he's got an injury history. Um, he's dealt with a bunch of concussions. He's retired from their game of football already. And that's a little bit concerning um, when you think about like how long is he going to play in the NFL. 
if he suffers another concussion, is he going to have to retire again? Um, so those are legitimate concerns, but the talent is there. He's a stud. Um, and without the injury concerns, he would not have lasted this long. He's way too talented. Um, and if he does stay healthy once he reaches the NFL, he has a chance to be a special player. Because like I said, he can do everything you need. He has the athleticism, the bend, and the technique to be a Pro Bowl, maybe even an All-Pro uh, in the NFL. This dude is a stud, and I love this pick. In the second round, they had two picks as well. Uh, with the 36 pick, they, they got Javon Holland. I mean, he's like a corner slash safety out of Oregon. I like him. He's a really good athlete. Um, he's a good tackler, a playmaker. Um, he's a ball hawk. I like him. He can play corner or safety. Um, I didn't love his film uh, as much as some other guys. I think, um, what's his name? Out of Washington. Elijah Molden probably had cleaner film than him. But his athleticism... His ability to make plays in the ball at the point of attack is really good. Um, I just don't think... He got, like, against Auburn, there were a few plays where he got out of position that I didn't love. But he's a good football player. And then at 42, with the 42nd pick, they got Liam Eichenberg, who is an offensive tackle slash guard out of Notre Dame. Um, I don't know what he's going to play at the next level. I believe he has, like, sub-33-inch arms, so I'm sure a lot of teams saw him as a guard. But he tested really, really well for a tackle. And he's got, like, his technique as a tackle is pretty good. I really like his pass sets. They're super solid. They're textbook. Um, and and with, with, with his athleticism, I think he could potentially play right tackle um, in the NFL. I love this pick. Liam Eikenberg, he, he's a super solid offensive lineman. Um, and I think he'll he'll find success anywhere on the, on the offensive line, whether that's at guard or at tackle. And these four guys... That's a lot of talent in the first two rounds. I mean, they got all four of these players were um, top 50 prospects on my big board. I like them all, and I really love what the Dolphins did in the draft. They were already a good team, and they were already on the cusp of being a playoff team, and they just got a lot better through the draft. So shout out to them. They did an awesome job. Next team I want to talk about is the Chicago Bears, and they absolutely killed it in the first two rounds. Starting off with the 11th pick, where they traded up to get Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State. What a pick for them. And I think Matt Nagy and, um, is it Ryan Pace? I'm forgetting his name. Pace, their GM. They potentially saved their job with this selection. Justin Fields was one of the best quarterbacks in this year's draft. And in any other year, he would have been... Um, likely the number one overall pick. That's how good Justin Fields is. He has his issues, yes, but so does Zach Wilson. So does Trey Lance. So does Mac Jones. And even, so does Trevor Lawrence, too. So, yes, he does have issues, but the talent is undeniable. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks in this class. He's an elite athlete. Um, he's, he's a dual-threat quarterback who just happens to be a tremendous passer. Um... He has a really strong arm. He can he can make any throw you need him to. He can attack all three levels of the football field. Justin Fields has it all. There are some issues with his processing. I think those can get fixed in the NFL. He has a chance to be a star at the next level. And the Bears didn't have to give up too much uh, to jump up to the 11th spot. Um, I forgot what the package was, but I do remember 
Um, it wasn't a ton. They didn't have to give up, like, their entire future to get Justin Fields. So, shout out to the Bears. That was an excellent pick. An excellent trade. Totally worth it. I love this move. Then, in the second round, with the 39th pick, I think they traded up to get Tevin Jenkins, a tackle out of Oklahoma State. And I love Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins was, I believe, 13th. Actually, maybe 15th on my big board. Um, I can pull that up here. Um, he was one of my favorite players in the entire draft. I love Tevin Jenkins. He's an excellent athlete. He's got great length. He's got the length to play left tackle uh, along with the athleticism. And he's got excellent technique. And he's mean. Like, he is a dominant force on the offensive line. Um, he wants to put everybody in the dirt. And he just, he, he wants to, like, kill opposing rushers. Um, I love this pick. He can slide in day one and be their left tackle, which I think he's going to because they released Leno. Um, so I think Tevin Jenkins will start out at left tackle. And let's say that doesn't work. Let's say he doesn't work out at left tackle. He can go to right tackle, and I think he'll be awesome at right tackle because that's what he played at Oklahoma State, and he was awesome at Oklahoma State. Let me pull up my big board. I had it here somewhere. Where is it? All right, 2021 NFL big board. And let's see where Tevin Jenkins was. Jenkins was 15th on my big board. Just ahead of Christian Derisaw and just behind Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. So Jenkins was a top 15 player, in my opinion. And then I had Justin Fields at number 6. So shout out to them. They got a lot of talent. And then later on in the draft, they got some more talent. Um, as well, they got Larry Borum, tackle out of Missouri. Khalil Herbert, running back out of Virginia Tech. Um... Brett Coleman, who creates content uh, on YouTube, also has a, a podcast, Bootleg Football, uh, that he does with EJ Snyder. Awesome. He's an, he's so good at what he does. He really likes Khalil Herbert. And then they got Daz Newsome receiver out of North Carolina late in the draft. They, they just got a lot of talent there. Um, I love what they did in the draft. They got a right tackle. Uh, potentially a left tackle in Tevin Jenkins, and they got their franchise quarterback in Justin Fields. They were aggressive, and they got a franchise quarterback. So I love what the Bears did. Next up, I want to talk about the Chargers. Now, I'm going to only be talking about two of their picks and that they made within the first two rounds. Starting off with their 13th pick, uh, or with the 13th overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, they took Rashawn Slater, left tackle out of Northwestern, absolutely love this pick. I mean, I would not have guessed in a million years that Rashawn Slater would have been available at 13th, but he fell somehow. I can't believe he fell. I mean, Denver should have looked at him, should have considered him, and they ended up going with Patrick Sutan. I think the Giants should have considered him. I know they traded back, but honestly, they should have stayed and considered him. The Cowboys should have taken Rashawn Slater. They had him in their lap. They should have taken him. He should not have fallen to the Los Angeles Chargers, but he did. And Rashawn Slater, listen, I get that he doesn't look like a left tackle, but he measured him with 33-inch arms. That's the benchmark. Um, He tested out of this world. Like, he is an elite athlete. He actually tested better, like, a lot better than Panay Sewell who was the consensus number one left tackle in this class. He was my left, my number one tackle, uh, my number one overall offensive lineman. But Rashawn Slater was right next to him. Like, if you put Rashawn Slater ahead of Panay Sewell on your big board, 
I'm not going to argue. I don't necessarily disagree. I just think Panay Sewell, with the size and raw power, he has more upside as a left tackle. Uh, but Rashawn Slater, he's going to succeed. I, I would be shocked if Slater is not a very good football player in the NFL. I mean, I think he's awesome. He was top five on my board. I think I had him ranked fourth overall on my big board. He's awesome. He's a freak athlete. He's got great feet. I love his pass sets. He's got very good technique. His hand placement is awesome. I don't think he's as technically sound as, like, Tevin Jenkins. But it's not like he's a bad... It's not like he's not technically sound. Jenkins is just, like, a freak with his technique. But I think Rashawn Slater is technically sound. He's a good athlete. Um, he's very good as a run blocker and a pass protector. He went up, went up against Chase Young in 2019. And did it really well against him. And Chase Young is like the best pass rusher or the best edge rushing prospect I've ever seen. That dude's a stud and Rashawn Slater held him in check. So any questions about him as a left tackle went out the window after I watched that game. Slater's a stud and he's going to, I don't care where he plays um, at the next level, where he's a guard, whether he's a guard center or a tackle. Dude's going to be a stud. Now in the second round with the 47th pick, they took... Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback out of Florida State. I love this pick. At 47, this is really good value. I think Asante Samuel Jr. fits really well in their scheme. He He's a corner. He's not going to be... He's a little small. Like, he's 5'10", 180 pounds. Um, and so he's not going to be a press man corner at the next level. But he is really good as an off-man corner and in zone coverage because he's got really good instincts. He reads the field well. He's uh, very good at reading and reacting. He's got good explosiveness, um, and he's a ball hawk. I, I think he can be excellent in the Chargers scheme. I think this is good value, and they needed a corner very, very badly. And I thought, honestly, if one of the top corners fell, like, um, like if Patrick Zotan or J.C. Horn fell to 13, I wondered if the Chargers would take them. But instead, they were able to get Rashawn Slater at 13, then come back in the second round and get Asante Samuel Jr., who I think was worthy of a first-round pick. Um, he's someone I would have considered if I was picking late in the first round. I love this pick, um, and I just love what they were able to do within the first two rounds. This is what you. This is like what every team should be doing. You're trying to get value, and that's what the Chargers did. Not only did they get a get, get two talented players within the first two rounds, they got great value, and that's all you can ask for uh, in your GM. Now, moving on to the Cleveland Browns, they absolutely slaughtered the first two rounds of the draft. They killed it. They. I mean, they're probably second. I don't know. Like, I think the Chargers, Browns, and Dolphins did an excellent job in getting talent. Um, and I was shocked by the guys the Browns were able to get. Um, with the 26th pick in the draft, their lone first-round pick, they got Greg Newsom the second at a corner out of Northwestern. Newsom, there were some health issues with him, which is why he fell to 26. Um... But he's an excellent corner. He's super explosive. He's he got decent size. He's six feet tall, one hundred and ninety pounds. Does look a, look a little slim on film, um, but he's got the athleticism and the size to be an awesome outside corner in the NFL. Um, he's got excellent hit fluidity. Um, his ability to read and react is awesome. Um, and his ability his ability to adjust when he gets out of position is really really good. Um, 
I, I think his functional strength needs to improve, and because he's not the strongest guy, I don't know how, I don't think he'll be like a pressman corner um, in the NFL, but he is an awesome off-man corner and an amazing zone corner. He was awesome. Like, um, I think he played, yeah, last season at Northwestern. He was incredible. Um, he's just super, super smart, super fluid, amazing athlete. I love this pick. Uh, they needed a corner and they got one at 26. Then in the second round, with the 52nd pick, they got Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, aka JOK. And I love JOK. JOK is such a fun player to watch. He's super explosive. He doesn't look like a linebacker. He looks more like a safety, um, more like a box safety. But he can do pretty much everything you ask. He can stop the run. He's excellent in coverage. He can play the slot. Um, I wouldn't play him at safety in the NFL. I think he's a linebacker. And I get everyone's going to say, you know, he's not. Um, he's functionally not a linebacker. But listen, the way he plays with his instincts I think he can he can shine as a linebacker. I know his size is gonna cause is gonna cause some concerns. It's gonna worry people, especially when you think about like how's he gonna take on blocks? Is he gonna be able to disengage when people get when offensive linemen get their hands on him? I think that, I think he can. He's a super good football player. He's like a missile on the football field. He doesn't care about his body. He's gonna put everything on the line. Um, he is he, an excellent tackler. Makes big hits. And he's just super impactful on the football play on the football field. He's always making a play, always. Whether he's picking up a TFL, whether he's disrupting a pass, uh, forcing a fumble, making a tackle, he he does everything. He's all over the football field. I love JOK, and he will um, step in and immediately be the Browns' number one linebacker. He's awesome. I don't care where he plays. He might not be a middle linebacker in the NFL, uh, but if he can't be that, he'll be an excellent um, um, weak side linebacker. He's a stud, and I love what the Browns were able to do in the draft. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions, and I love, love, love the Lions draft. They did so freaking good this year. There's not a pick they made that I dislike. I think... Every single player they got has a chance to come in and make an impact immediately, day one. And you can't say that about a lot of drafts. They just absolutely killed it. They hit a home run this year. Starting off with the seventh pick in the draft, they selected Panay Sewell, uh, tackle out of Oregon. If I were them, I probably would have taken Justin Fields um, because I, I don't think Jerry Goff is their future um, I think the only reason they, they got him was in the Matthew Stafford trade was to get another first-round pick. So I don't think he's in their future plans. Um, so I probably would have gone Justin Fields. But this is this is an excellent uh, pick. Penesul, I, I would be shocked if he isn't good in the NFL. With his athleticism, size, raw power, he has a chance to be a special left tackle. Um He's awesome. I had him ranked number three overall on my big board. He's awesome. And he can step in immediately and be their right tackle. And he'll be awesome day one. And that gives them a pretty good offensive line. I mean, they have ranked. Um, hold on, let me look at their, their depth chart so I don't mess up these names. They have, they have a center that they just resigned. So now they'll have uh, Panesul. They'll have, all right, ESPN quit tripping. They'll have Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnall, and Panay Sewell. 
Um, and, and then Jonah Jackson, who they drafted last year. And then I'm not even going to try to say their right guard's name. Um, but that's a pretty solid offensive line. I mean, they'll have Decker, Ragno, Jackson, Sewell. They're, like, they have a very solid offensive line right now. And I just really like that pick. Super solid pick. I think they went with BPA. And I think Sewell has a high floor and a high ceiling. I love this pick. Now, in the second round with the 41st pick, they drafted Levi on Musarike, who is a defensive tackle out of Washington. Um, he was my number one defensive tackle in the class. He's super athletic, twitched up, doesn't get pushed off the line of scrimmage, and he played out of position at Washington. I mean, he's around 280 pounds, I believe, and he played nose tackle in college. That's crazy, and he played it well. He's super good, super mobile, moves extremely well for his size. Super twitched up. Um, the flashes from him are incredible. It needs to become more consistent on a down-to-down basis, but he's super athletic and has a chance to be an awesome three-tech in the NFL. Now, with the 72nd pick in the draft, they selected Aline McNeil, defensive tackle out of North, North Carolina State. Love this pick. Aline McNeil can be their nose tackle on day one. He's a stud. Um, he's like a brick wall. You you can't move him off the line of scrimmage. He's a mob, uh, immovable. I guess that's the right word. I don't know. I may have just made up a word. The dude is just a stud. Um, super solid. Uh, nose tackle. He can stop the run. Um, not going to be much of a pass rusher. Um, but he's a super good football player, and I like that pick. Now, with the 101st pick in the draft, they selected Afidu Melifonwu. And I love this pick. They needed a lot of help on defense because their defense was terrible last year. And I think Afitu Melifonwu is similar in some ways to Caleb Farley, corner out of Virginia Tech. Um, he, he's built in a lab, Afitu Melifonwu. Um, he's got excellent size, and along with that, he has incredible athleticism. His mo- uh, mobility... Um, for his size, it's just incredible. I mean, the way he moves is just, it's rare. Um, and it, it, it's unreal. And I think he can be an outside corner in, the, in at the next level. And he needs to be more physical. Um, and he can work on his tackling. I think his tackling is a big concern right now. Um, but there's a lot of upside there. And I think he can be a very good outside corner uh, in the NFL. Uh, in the fourth round, with the 112th pick, they selected Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver out of USC. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Amon Ross St. Brown, um, but I think in the fourth round, this is a, a an excellent pick. I think he can step in right away and be their second, uh, their number two or number three wide receiver. Um, I think he's going to be a slot receiver at the next level, but he has the ability to play on the outside a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. And I think he, he'll be an awesome red zone target. Super strong. Good route runner. Not overly explosive. He's not going to generate a ton of yak. But he, he's got good hands. He's strong. Um, and I think he'll be super effective for the Detroit Lions. With the 113th pick, they selected Derek Barnes, a linebacker out of Purdue. I know Brett Coleman loves Derek Barnes. Um, super solid linebacker. Um, and this is just another pick that will help out their defense. And like I said earlier, I think all these guys can come in and be impact players right away. I think they can all have an impact day one as rookies. Now let's move on and talk about some teams that, you know, didn't have great drafts. Starting off with the Green Bay Packers. 
uh, with their first pick in the first round, I'm going to have, they had the 29th pick in the draft. They selected corner Eric Stokes out of Georgia. I don't like this pick at all. Um, they run a lot of zone coverage. Eric Stokes is not very good in zone coverage at all, in my opinion. I, he is a man corner. Um, if they wanted to get a cornerback, which obviously, obviously they did, they should have gone with Asante Samuel Jr. or Kelvin Joseph, in my opinion. I think both of those guys would have been better picks here. Instead, of they, they went with Eric Stokes, who I, I wasn't very high on. I think I would have taken him in like the third or fourth round. Not the first round. So I didn't love that pick. In the second round, they got Ohio State center Josh Myers. Then they got Amari Rogers, wide receiver out of Clemson. I like Amari Rogers. Um, they finally helped out Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, I know there's some uncertainty on whether Aaron Rodgers will be with the Green Bay Packers next year or not. Um, well, they did get him a very solid slot receiver in Rodgers. I like this pick. I think Rodgers is kind of similar, um, to, um, oh, who's that? Ty Montgomery. Um, cause he, he's built like a running back, but he's a, a very good receiver. I like this pick. Then they got Ole Miss guard Royce Newman, Florida defensive tackle, uh, Daryl Slayton, um, Appalachian State corner Samar Jean Charles, Wisconsin tackle Cole Van Lannon, Boston College linebacker Isaiah McDuffie, and then Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill. Not a great draft. I didn't love what they did. I didn't, I don't think they helped out their team. Um, and I don't think they really improved their team, um, and get, and gave themselves a better chance to compete right now. Um, so that's why I have the Packers, um, in this list. Next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams. And wow, I don't love their draft. I thought their second round pick was honestly, not very good. They took Louisville wide receiver Tutu Atwell. And listen, I like Tutu Atwell. I think Tutu Atwell is really good. Um, there's a lot of guys in this class that are speedy receivers who can take the top off the defense. And when I, when I talk about those guys, I'm thinking of like Anthony Schwartz. Um, there's a guy from Stanford. I'm forgetting his name. And then there's Tutu Atwell. Schwartz is more of a special teams um, player or a gadget receiver. Um, Tutu Atwell is more of a legitimate receiver in my opinion. But he's 5'9", 140. Let me see how much he weighs. Tutu Atwell. He's 5'9". He weighed at like 149 pounds. Dude is tiny. Tiny. And there's no precedence for some for a receiver that small um, being having any kind of success at the next level. So I don't love that pick. I would have taken Atwell at like in the th- at the highest I would have taken him is in the third round. I probably would have taken him in the fourth round. Um, but the third like late third round is the highest I would have taken to do Atwell. Like I said, there's just no precedent for someone that small having a lot of success in the NFL. Then they got South Carolina linebacker Ernest Jones. Texas A&M defensive tackle Bobby Brown, the third. Central Arkansas corner Robert Rochelle. UCF wide receiver Jacob Harris. Northwestern defensive end Ernest Brown, uh, the fourth. Maryland running back Jake Funk. Notre Dame wide receiver Ben Skowronek. Consarita St. Paul outside linebacker Chris Garrett. That was their last pick. They just didn't get a whole lot of talent. Not a lot of value in their draft. I don't really like what they did at all. I think the Packers had a better draft. The Rams, I just don't really like anything that they did. 
Then we have the Houston Texans, who are in, like, a horrendous situation right now. You know, with Deshaun Watson, I don't know what's going to happen with him and his and those sexual assault charges. So they tr- they wanted to get someone who could potentially be their quarterback in the future, and they reached big time to get Stanford quarterback and Davis Mills. I believe they got him in the third round. Um, after that, they did get a, a good player in Nico Collins, wide receiver out of Michigan. I really like Nico Collins a lot. I think he can be a, a very good deep threat as an outside receiver. Um, and I think he'll be super effective in the red zone. Then they got tight end Brevin Jordan out of Miami. Um, I like him. Don't love him. Uh, and then we got TCU linebacker, uh, I, I, yeah, linebacker Garrett Wallow. And then they got Arizona defensive tackle Roy Lopez. Not the worst draft I've seen. Uh, not a great one. I don't love the Davis Mills pick. They didn't really help out their defense at all. And their defense was really, really poor last year. Um, I do like the Nico Collins pick. Brevin Jordan is a solid addition. Not a great draft overall. I wish they would have focused a little bit more on defense. Uh, but yeah, so those are the teams I didn't think did a, a very good job in the draft. But yeah, that's really all I have for today. I know this is a little bit of a shorter podcast, but um, this, this is the recap. My This is my draft recap. These are some teams that I thought did really well. Some teams I thought didn't do so well. So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed that, and I will see you all next time. Peace.